0: Are you tired of having too much money in your pockets and now your pants are falling down from the weight? Why not make it easier on yourself and donate that extra cash to our Patreon account? Find the link at our website, ptppodcast.com.
1: Hey, what's going on? You are listening to Pull the Plug podcast with myself, Mrs. Godzilla,
0: and me, Justin G.
1: We are having a beautiful afternoon recording session. Look at
0: this; it's it's bright and sunny, and
1: it is gorgeously sunny outside. I'm not and, I'm
0: not tired, and
1: I'm feeling this. Yeah. <laughs> tonight, uh, the reason we're recording earlier in the day is uh, tonight we're going to see the one and only British masterpiece that is Frank Turner.
0: That's right. Yeah, super stoked on that. Heading
1: down to London Music Hall. It's kind of nice to go London way um, instead of Toronto way for a concert, especially when you're seeing a Brit in concert. Like it just feels good to say I'm going to London to see a British musician. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah. think we've have, I don't think we've ever seen Frank Turner in uh, Toronto.
1: I don't know that we have. No, we've We've, we've frequently seen him in,
0: a lo- in London, but... At the
1: same venue we're going to, yeah. London Music Hall. Um, And we've seen him in Kitchener-Waterloo, which is fantastic to uh, see shows, amazing shows like that close to home. But yeah, I don't know that we have seen...
0: Uh, eh, it doesn't matter. Let's yeah, I feel like we have, we have actually. I feel like we actually have. No, you're wrong. You're definitely no, wrong. No, we, we
1: went to see him at Horseshoe Tavern.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right so then. we have. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty fun. I did contemplate the idea of like doing like a road show, like we were in oh. like recording like through like the iPad with like a USB mic, but I was like. I just, I don't want to be bothered. Yeah. Like that, that was literally, a, like, it was 100% doable, <laughs> and I'm just like, I just don't want to do that. Yeah,
1: or we could just do it in our usual comfort zone kind of way, and it sounds good, for the most part, other than our voices. Right. And, uh, yeah, let's roll with it. Let's do it. I
0: yeah. want to start the show off real quickly about the story that you actually sent me um, from BlogTO.
1: See, I do stuff.
0: <laughs> you do stuff from time to time. Um, <laughs> there was a report um, from the OPP sergeant um, confirmed, like, uh, this past Monday, that provincial police received multiple calls um, on the Sunday afternoon prior about numerous $20 bills spli- uh, spilling out onto the uh, 400 highway just outside of Toronto.
1: Unreal. Just, um, just raining cash dollars. Yeah,
0: witnesses say that people stopped their cars and went out into the busy freeway to to grab for money, all of which was gone by the time police and MTO uh, officials arrived to the scene. Unfortunately, um, Imagine that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fortunately no injuries were reported. Um, that blows my mind. Yeah,
1: the fact that people are running out into traffic and nobody got hurt—that's
0: a busy spot on the highway. Too, oh my right god! Outside yeah. of on there, like that's a huge, uh, huge traffic area. Yeah. Um. So the OPP sergeant who was interviewed for the story, Carrie Schmidt, says that um, th- there there has been no information on where the money came from or how much of it there was in total. <laughs> uh, global reporter uh, Jeremy Cohn uh, wrote that calls came in about $20 bills all, quote, all over the northbound <laughs> lanes of Highway 400 near Highway 7. And shockingly, none of those who stopped to collect the money have yet to come forward with additional details.
1: Oh, no no good Samaritans coming in from uh, no. stealing up the cash dollars. But what I
0: find most interesting is nobody's come forward and said, hey I lost a fuck ton of money
1: well that's just it I mean there's gotta be an insurance claim at some point coming through saying this is what happened like all this money spilled out like you would assume with that kind of money it would be like a bank vehicle or something that got hit right
0: yeah like a brink security or or, or something like that but so far
1: it's raining cash hallelujah Hallelujah. it's raining cash I need
0: so much cash right now and of course I'm not fucking there mind you I wouldn't have the balls to like pull over and like run out into the highway. I just wouldn't.
1: No, you're such a law abider that you'd be like, "Oh my goodness, look at all that money that's on the highway. We should probably keep driving." Yeah,
0: probably. <laughs> that's definitely something I would have done. So, uh, uh, kind of a fascinating story though.
1: Yeah, um I had I seen that, I likely would have wanted to stop. Well,
0: you want to stop, but like I would have just No, I would have just I wouldn't have stopped for the primary reason of Safety, safety, safety first. Like I don't, your mama get, taught you well. Yeah, I don't want to get a t- I don't want to get run over by a transport truck.
1: I would probably pull over.
0: Well, you have a death wish. Well, so fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about what's coming up on tonight's show?
1: Shannon? Let's talk about this afternoon's show. I'm uh <laughs> yeah
0: I'm I'm uh, really excited. We've got another uh, B side bio that you're going to be giving Hell, giving
1: us. Yeah. So far, uh, good reviews. No one's uh given it the thumbs down or uh puked on my parade. So. Huked
0: on your parade. Is yeah. that a term that you've...
1: That's the one I chose. I
0: like that. That's yeah. good. Uh, we've got a recurring feature, Sucks to Suck. Again, more people that just flat out suck.
1: Sucks to suck.
0: And I've got a great, fascinating uh, story and a little bit of coverage from an interview that uh, Vice did with an author out of Toronto.
1: Oh.
0: All about serial killers.
1: Oh. Uh, speaking to my heart, I know, everybody. right? Come
0: on. Like You can all say Ooh, serial killers are creepy, and obviously they're weird and creepy,
1: but... Got a sick fascination. They are fascinating,
0: and uh, this is really interesting, um, and slightly a little terrifying for the future.
1: Oh, good! So I'm really
0: excited to share that uh, with you. Um, we've got all that plus um, some great music coming away right tonight here on Pull the Plug,
1: including this gem of a man that we're kicking tonight's show off with. Here's Vern Nicholson, this magnificent dare here on Pull the Plug.
2: I'll paint in your color. I'll sing devotions to your soul. Oh, because oh. where your treasure is, your heart will be also. I'll dance to your drummer I'll bask in your summer And when those chill winds blow I'll see you through For where your treasure is your heart will be also
1: magnificent dare from this magnificent man Vern nicholson and we are back at pull the plug
0: Ah, uh, yeah let's talk about some serial killers
1: i thought you would never say that sentence but let's but for i, I want
0: to tell you about a guy named uh, peter uh vronsky he is an uh, investigative historian and professor at ryerson university mm-hmm. close in toronto here he's written several books on the subject of serial killers, including one of uh, the seminal works, Serial Killers, The Method and Madness of Monsters, which I've actually heard of. Um, His I love that alliteration that gets me. His latest book, Sons of Cain, attempts to get at the making of serial killers. What creates people like them? What similarities do they have with regular people and how long have they been around right Uh, the book took him years of researching and at least four years of writing and in it he argues that thanks to wars in the Middle East and the financial crisis back in 2008 we might see a surge of serial killers in two two decades no but most distressingly he also argues in the story that hidden deep down inside of us um there exists a serial killer
1: really we're not going
0: to be getting too much into that um Um, So in an interview with Vice, um, like I said, we're not going to discuss all of that, but we will link to it over at the show notes. Um, He's asked what he thinks caused the essential kind of quote unquote golden age of serial killers being the period between 1970 and 1999, which is when the term kind of first really emerged.
1: Yeah. and, And it's true. We really don't have those notorious serial killers like we once did a few decades ago. Yeah.
0: He says serial killers, statistically, on on average, kill for the first time at about 28 years old, but their fantasies begin developing as early as five.
1: Yeah, very young.
0: He's quoted as saying, it typically ranges from five and 14. So what what I started thinking about with Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy and all those guys, you got to back it up from when they were children. Yeah. So he sees this golden age is made up of people that grew up in the, the 40s and the 50s, primarily, and we've got to look at what they were living in, what kind of culture they were being raised in, and who their fathers were if mm. you If you look to when they were growing up, there were two major events: the Great depression, yeah, which essentially decimated a generation of men that should have been the breadwinners in their uh, in their in their head yeah they, true. they should have been the breadwinners, and World War II, which would have traumatized a lot of fathers and left a lot of broken families. He's quoted as saying, we think of the second war. As a good war in the sense of like it needed to happen sort of thing. But it wasn't. It was hell and it broke a lot of men. Yeah. There was also this culture change going with these magazines celebrating what feminists would rightfully call rape culture. Mm-hmm. So it was a big change and a lot of uh, public perception changes and a lot of uh, societal changes happening at that time.
1: Yeah, and just roles within the household too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, he's then asked what his thoughts on the future are in regards to serial uh, killers. And this is where it gets a little creepy. No. And He's quoted as saying, um, and this is a big quote, so kind of bear with me." <laughs> recently appears there was a decline in homicides and parallel to that, there's been a decline in serial homicides as well. And like you said, we don't, we haven't don't had have a, have a lot of serial killers really. Sure they are. N- but not, like, not
1: as notorious not as, as some of these uh, really iconic guys were.
0: Yeah. But then you think of the, you know, the war on terror, where it's not just fathers over there fighting, but mothers as well. Mm-hmm. We also had the 2008 financial crash crisis that devastated millions of families in the United States. People lost their homes. You have a generation of kids living in motel rooms, essentially. That whole generation of of earners lost their pride and ability to provide for their families. Hmm. And he's quoted as saying, "What worries me is are we facing a generation of children who are going to hit the average age of 28 yeah. in some 20 to 15, 20 or 15 years from now." And are we going to see an increase in serial homicides along with other societal problems? It's not automatic that one becomes a serial killer, but we know that behavioral problems in adults are often a result of childhood traumas. For sure. Whether they're serial killers or burglars or drug users, broken families produce broken children and broken children grow up to become broken adults. Wow. So his thought is that a lot of the stuff that we've seen in the past, we'll say 10 years, 15 years even- is going to potentially trigger a lot of shit, lot of shit in, in kids growing up during that time. Oh, man. And when they hit that that late 20s age, again, statistically, is when you start to see rash of killings and, and kind of that, that that coming out a little bit.
1: Wow, that's seriously... like I, I, the, the science behind it is always so fascinating to me. And I know another correlation between so many of these serial killers is having head trauma as a child.
0: Yes. And that's yeah.
1: something that like, yeah, watch this generation and, and his theory, the the watch for kids from broken homes and stuff like that. But then this happens. See how many of them had fucking hit their heads as kids.
0: Yeah. Crazy. It's it's crazy. Um, the, Like I said, the full interview is over at uh, Vice.com. We'll link to it in the show notes. But he also goes on to explain, like I said, why he thinks a serial killer lives in all of us. Yeah, and it, it is a I don't want fascinating that. <laughs> read, which I highly recommend. Um, it's 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 a little not un- not even unnerving, but just like kind of eye opening of like things that you things that you kind of see and recognize yeah. and stuff like that. It's within yourself a little bit. Oh no, I <laughs> might have a problem.
1: Uh oh. Yeah. Well, Justin, I'm going to attempt to make you happy again.
0: Oh oh oh.
1: Here's lumber junk on PTP.
3: Crying. It's hard to talk
1: Lumberjunk happy again, and I truly hope that made you happy again after talking about fucking serial killers. Oh,
0: talking about serial killers makes me happy. I love talking about that shit.
1: (laughs) No, but the fact that you might have those tendencies inside of you. We all do,
0: Shannon, according to that guy. (sighs) Check out the show notes over at ptppodcast.com for a link to the article. It's fascinating.
1: And to learn if you have a serial killer within you.
0: You probably do. Maybe in your butt. Um... (laughs) In your butt. (laughs) It sucks to suck. Time
1: sucks to suck.
0: For those uh, new to the show, maybe even heard "sucks to suck" before, we take a look at a few stories from around the internet where uh, people have made uh, dumb decisions, made bad calls in life, unfortunate instances. All of it comes Questionable together. Questionable things. Questionable <laughs> things. <laughs> Um, This first one comes from CBC, another story uh, coming from kind of related in Toronto. Oh,
1: man. Canada's killing it with uh, shitty people lately. Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) An often flooded, pothole-riddled laneway in uh, Kensington Market has left some nearby residents uh, feeling as though they've fallen through the cracks. People aren't, you know, the city's not taking care of it. They feel
1: like they don't matter.
0: Exactly. The city won't maintain the busy lane because uh, staff says it's actually private property.
1: Oh.
3: But
0: the last owner of the strip of land uh, behind Bellevue Avenue died 118 years ago. Oh, no.
1: Um, what?
0: <laughs> so the laneway uh, runs south of College Street, and the Kensington Community School sits on one side, and the garages of local residents line the other. And school children, cyclists, joggers, all sorts of people use the laneway routinely, even though it's pocketed with deep potholes and frequently used as a, a dumping ground for garbage. Hmm. It's disastrous, said a local resident who's been trying to unsuccessfully persuade the city to fix the laneway. Uh, we have flooding issues, erosion issues, uh, massive dumping issues. <laughs> that um, sounds awful. Yeah, it sounds pretty <laughs> bad. Um, every single day is an axle busting adventure. She says that uh, she says when she and her husband asked the city to fix the laneway, they were told it's not the city's problem. The lane is not public; it's a private. It's private, according to land registry of, uh, office records. It has been owned by R. B. Denison since 1861. Denison family records indicate. That Robert Britton Denison, the last known owner of the land, died back in 1900. And although he had 12 children, he outlived almost all of them. And a family spokesperson says he has no knowledge of the orphan landway. So it's kind of this like purgatory piece of...
1: How bizarre.
0: I feel like the city can like... Step up. Yeah, like, okay. If if, if no one who is like seemingly related to the family cares about it, yeah, then the city can have it. That's my opinion. Like, no one gives a shit. Nobody's claiming gonna, it. No one's then, claiming it. Yeah, it's unclaimed for almost uh, like over a hundred years. You can you can probably give it to the city.
1: I agree. Sucks to suck.
0: Um, this one comes out of Cape Cod, and I love this. Um, you love cod. I love cod. <laughs> uh, before he was fatally attacked uh, last Saturday, Arthur Medici told his aunt that sharks wouldn't bite him. No. Now, although uh, Marissa Merdichie said she frequently asked her nephew to avoid the Cape Cod waters, he did not heed her requests out of his love for the ocean. (laughs) Always I asked him, don't go, please don't go. He'd say, aunt, they're not going to bite me. The sharks don't bite me. I'm Superman, she said. Uh Uh-oh. When it happened, I couldn't believe it was him that it happened to us. There's no words. No words. He died after the shark bit both of his legs, severing his femoral arteries. Uh, The 26-year-old was attacked off Newcomb Hollow Beach, BBC News reported that the incident was Massachusetts' first fatal shark attack since 1936. So maybe don't go gloating- That they're not going to get you. That they're not going to get you when it is, in fact, shark-infested waters. I agree. So, you know, you're not Superman. And that's okay.
1: (laughs) Suck's the suck.
0: And finally, um, a man was arrested at a Northern Virginia grocery store (laughs) after he was seen pulling down his pants and rubbing produce items on his butt.
1: Oh, dear.
0: The uh, suspect then put the items back on the shelves, a loss (laughs) prevention employee at the store uh, told authorities. Uh, Officers responded to the giant grocery store at 10100 Dumfries Road in uh, Manassas shortly after 4.30 p.m. last Saturday. Officers arrested uh, resident Michael Dwayne Johnson, 27 years old, at the store. He is facing charges of indecent exposure and destruction of property. It wasn't immediately uh, clear, uh, clear if he had an attorney.
1: That poor broccoli.
0: Oh, the poor broccoli. I can imagine the cucumbers. Oh, dear. The uh, the store had to destroy several pallets of produce uh, after the incident. So
1: Several pallets? How, how-, how much was he rubbing on himself? I mean, I understand, like, if you put it back on the shelf, like, that has all got to go, but... Right. I don't know, like, thinking of our produce aisle, like, what's on the shelf alone is not going to be several pallets.
0: No. So, like... Is he, like, going to the back and, like, just... (laughs) Yeah,
1: they let him go far too long. Oh,
0: far too long. So, I I just love that.
1: Sucks to suck. Uh,
0: You can stay up to date with everything Pull the Plug related. Uh, Just head on over to our website.
1: ptppodcast.com.
0: Links to uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. All that fun shit is over there.
1: Fun shit. Speaking of fun shit, we're going to get back to the music with a a cover. Oh! A fave of mine, actually. Here's a little lust for words. Cry me a river on Pull the Plug.
4: You were my son, you were my earth, but you didn't know all the ways I loved you, no. So you took a chance, made other planes, but bet you didn't think that they would come crashing down, no. So you don't have to say what you did now. I already know I found out from him. Now there's just no chance for you and me. No, they'll never be. Don't it make you sad about it? Tell me you love me. Why did you leave me all alone? Now you tell me you need me when you call me on the phone. Girl I refuse, you must have me confused with some other guy The bridges will burn, now it's your turn to cry Cry me a river, cry me a river, oh Cry me a river, cry me a river, oh I know that some things people tell me keep messing with my head. It wasn't like you talked to him, nah, and you know it. And all of these things people tell me keep messing with my head. You should've picked honesty, and then you may not have blown it. Cause you don't have to say What you did And now I already know I found out from him And now there's just no chance For you and me now there will never be Don't it make you sad about it Tell me you love me Why did you leave me All alone Now you tell me you need me When you call me On the phone Girl I refuse You must have me confused, some other guy. The bridges will burn, now it's your turn to cry. Cry me a river, cry me a river, oh, cry me a river, cry me a river, oh, cry me a river river, now. Cry me a river now. Come me a river now come me a river now Cheers.
2: Lust
0: for words there with his cover of crimey Me a River me a River You're listening to
1: Pull the Plot and uh, you ready?
0: Oh, I'm always ready.
1: For another B-Side Bios. Yes! <laughs> Quickly
0: becoming my favorite thing we do here.
1: Because you don't have to do it. I don't have to do Finally, shit. I do something. Oh,
0: fucking finally.
1: Our newest feature is a quick introduction to some of the maybe unknown facts about some of our favorite musicians. Yep. This musician has been on rotation a lot in my life ever since the Blue Album. (gasps) Rivers Cuomo seemed to capture the attention of nerds everywhere with his fun, silly, poppy style, and today he's the focus of our B-side bios.
3: I love it, Shannon!
1: Rivers (laughs) Cuomo! (laughs) Cuomo was born June 13, 1970, between the East and Hudson Rivers in Manhattan, inspiring his parents to call him Rivers. He would adopt the nickname Weezer as a toddler, an homage to the Little Rascals character, who his father said was, quote, the cool one (laughs) (laughs) he was also born with his left leg nearly two inches shorter than his right gross this led him to have an extensive surgery to lengthen his left leg which involved doctors breaking and resetting his leg followed by months of wearing a, a, a large metal brace and lots and lots of physio jesus this surgery came a year after the successful debut of uh weezer's blue album
0: after the Blue Album. A
1: year after the Blue Album was released.
0: So, all those sales really helped afford the, the surgery. I'd 100%. Uh,
1: their debut album sold over a million copies, which uh, <sighs> yeah allowed him to afford getting his knee fucking, yeah, good on him. fucking fixed or whatever. Uh, during his recovery time, he was taking lots of painkillers and he had also happened to be studying classical composition at Harvard University. <laughs> the fuck
3: jesus
1: between classes he'd essentially take pills lay in bed and listen to opera well, because it's like
0: the worst life
1: right <laughs> because of this weezer's second album was nearly a rock opera called songs from the black hole but he abandoned this project and fans ended up with the cult favorite pinkerton instead oh
0: widely considered to be the best
1: weezer album in fact pinkerton's single the good life has the x-ray image of river's le- uh, left leg uh, uh, as its cover image Oh sweet which is really cool Cool And yeah And it's interesting That you you say that, that I mean it really did Become such a cult favorite But at the time Critically Just shit on
0: Oh I'm sure Yeah, yeah
1: Just it, it was considered One of the worst albums Ever put out And <laughs> among Weezer fans now It's considered One of the best Yeah uh, he dropped out of Harvard two semesters before graduation, but would return in 97 and in 2004, eventually graduating with a Bachelor of Arts in English in 2008. Uh-huh. On the album Pinkerton, uh, Rivers sang about his sexual frustrations while attending Harvard, and in 2004 took a vow of sexual abstinence until his marriage in 2006.
0: Holy shit.
1: He has also committed Bold. his life to being a vegetarian, uh, raised as a vegetarian by his parents, and also practices meditation while also teaching children's meditation classes. Children's seems, meditation? <laughs> yeah, weird, right? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if... Just kind of seems like he can kind of do whatever he sets his mind to. He's just like, I'm not going to fuck. I'm not going to eat meat. I'm just going to meditate. He's just, I'm going to teach these kids to meditate. Like, just whatever he wants. He's like,
0: like, I want to do this. So I'm going to do I'm it. I'm going to go
1: to Harvard. Like, it <laughs> took him a while, but he fucking got there. Hey, that's what
0: matters. <laughs> Gumption.
1: Weezer has released some of my favorite songs, and you have to wonder where some of uh, these songs come from. Uh, one example, Cuomo says Hashpipe was written after an experiment in which he took Ritalin, drank three shots of tequila... And went out to his backyard to sit in a chair, close his eyes, and imagine a song. It's a hell of a way to get inspired. That's, uh, I should try that. Another track, Where's My Sex, on the Hurley album, is a song about socks. But Rivers simply replaced the word socks with sex. <laughs> <laughs> so many things this man has done just leaves you shaking your head, but falling in love with his work nonetheless. With four solo albums and 12 Weezer albums to date, I, for one, can't wait to see what he comes out with next. Let's all, just for the moment, appreciate how amazing their cover of Toto's Africa is. Oh, Am I right? So good. As always, for a f- uh, fun pull-the-plug added bonus, check out this week's acoustic cover of-, of Weezer's Say It Ain't So on our PTP Spotify playlist. You yeah. can find the link in our show notes over at ptppodcast.com.
0: Shannon rivers cuomo did
1: you learn some shit
0: i yeah i'd learn that child meditation is a thing yeah <laughs> right. interesting
1: just calm your shit kids <laughs> maybe it's because he took so much riddle in trying to come up with songs that he's like there's better ways to do this
0: friend of the podcast too uh dan forrester who's done our uh, ptp plays yeah. um could maybe look into that surgery because dan himself i think has one leg shorter than the other also true yeah because he's a freak of nature <laughs> what a weirdo not really. Um, that's Be more like Rivers. Be more like Rivers, Dan. <laughs> Just write an album and get rich.
1: Exactly. There you go.
0: That's all you got to do. Yep. Uh, that's fascinating. Thanks for that, Shannon. Happy to. Love that. Uh, if you want to follow along with uh, anything Pull the Plug related or check out uh, the full write-up of all the B-side bios, uh, check, out, uh, check out the blog over at our website, ptppodcast.com.
1: Last song of the night here, Jay Pullman, Watering Hole, Unpull the Plug. <laughs>
3: Another hole in the wall in small town Ontario.
1: Jay Pullman watering a hole, and that's going to close this out for tonight. You, you
0: can. Water my hole. Water my hole. Mm. Mm. I'm not happy with that. Get in there. No, I don't like that. That's <laughs> bad news, bears.
1: Oh man, another amazing night of talented musicians.
0: Yeah. And Tonight,
1: all men too. That we usually have a little you... female in the mix, but I was just I was feeling a lot of men in my life that's, today. That's
0: what you're. That's what you're all about, Shane. You just love being surrounded by men.
1: Yep. That's the one.
0: Yeah cocky? No. Not really. No, that's gross. Not that. Uh, no. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> uh, you can save today with everything Pull the Plug related. Uh, just head on over to our website.
1: ptppodcast.com.
0: And uh, if you are uh, using different uh, like podcast uh, services or listening and, and you're trying to find the best way to listen to it, uh, the the show rather, just head on over to uh, Anchor.fm/slash Pull the Plug. Yeah. There are direct links to basically any podcast service that you want to use that you want to listen to us on. Mm-hmm. You can find it there.
1: And if you're not happy with the one you are using, again, going to Anchor.fm/slash Pull the Plug will give you an idea of where else you might be able to find us. But you- maybe try out a different platform and different service and and find one that suits you best, so that we can get into your ear holes.
0: Exactly. Also, if you're using the Anchor uh, app on uh, your your phone or iPad or whatever. Um, And if you're listening through there, you can actually send us a message through there. What? And, uh, you know, request a song. Direct contact. Direct contact. You can request a song. You can give us some feedback. Whatever you want to do. You can recommend the show to your friends. That's huge. Um, Yeah. It's pretty fucking cool. I love it. So, again, anchor.fm slash pull the plug. Um, and we will be back next week, hopefully with Mister Briner
1: and with a full review from tonight's Frank Turner concert. Oh
0: shit! Yeah, so excited. It's going to be great. Uh, once again, ptppodcast.com. Thank you guys so much for listening.
1: And remember, kids, keep masturbating. Mm. Oh, kiss my Kirby butt. Goodbye. Hey, hey oh yeah,
0: I'd do that again. Hey. Uh, oh yeah.